Welcome to the STL Soccer Report. Brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is Phil and I am... Ugh, I've got a recovering voice right now, so I apologize for how crazy it sounds. It is morning. I waited a, an hour or so after a cup of coffee to see if it would get better, but here we are. So uh, apologies for that, but um, I have a really special episode today. Uh, I like to call it, uh, I think I will be calling it the center backs past and present show, and uh, that is because I'm going to be talking to AJ Cochran about his move to Atlanta United 2. Um Yep, that's going to be first, and it's short, uh, just kind of catching up with him. He hasn't really gone down there yet, so there's not a whole lot to mention. Um, But the bulk of this episode will be with Sean Reynolds, um, one of the early signings. He's a center back from Louisville City uh, FC, and boy, this guy is blunt and um, no filter, and it's a really awesome, fun conversation. I want to make sure you get through the whole thing because... He does talk about how some of the raw situations that he's had with with coaches, and a lot of those were in bad situations. Um, but I want to make sure you get past that and hear him talk about St. Louis. I mean, he's he's almost an apologist for St. Louis FC now. Um, how he likes to get involved with the fans. I mean, how close he got to families, literal families, um, fans in Louisville. So um, seems like a really solid guy. Really, uh, just a really intense guy in in everything he believes he he's really means them and, and goes after everything and hopefully we see that on the field I, I kind of have zero doubts after talking to him for about an hour or so um, I hope you enjoyed this episode I wanted to make sure you heard before we started uh, there are curse words so if you have kids in the car you may want to save this for later um, but yeah I mean there's lots of cussing going on we usually don't have too much I think instead of bleeping them I decided to leave them in with this warning um, if you would rather bleeped in the future, this is my first time having more than one or two in an episode. Um, please let me know. I'd happily do that, honestly. Um, but I think I'd rather have it raw and just warn you not to listen to it with kids. So um, that's it. Please enjoy this episode. Uh, there will be a lot more coming in the near future, more players. Hope to talk to Kevin Kalish at SLU now instead of Scott Gallagher. And uh, uh, we'll be, I'll be going down to preseason in Florida as well. So I think I'm going to load up on players down there. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like me to ask any players or coaches or anyone, anything, I would love some feedback. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Welcome back. I am joined now by AJ Cochran, uh, former St. Louis FC center back, St. Louis native, um, now signed for a new team, and we're going to talk about it. I want to get caught up on everything. AJ, how, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. Very nice. Now, um, can you kind of tell us what happened this offseason? Um, obviously, you were I think you were hanging out here in St. Louis. How, how mm-hmm. does it go being you know, somewhat of a free agent looking for a team? with an agent, uh, how does all that work for you? So, um, you know, this off season, it can be, you know, it's a, it, 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 there's a whole lot of emotions that, you know, kind of 
you know, that, that you deal with when, when, um, you know, when you're out of contract and you are a free agent. So after, you know, the two years here at St. Louis, I knew that my contract was up and I'd be a free agent. Um, and at that point, it really just comes down to, um, you and your agent going out and looking for the best possible, um, spot team for you to land from, you know, myself to land. Um, so, and for my, you know, for what happened with me is at the very beginning, you know, I got on the phone with my agent and pretty much, you know, it's, that's as short of, you know, Hey Barry, um, can you go out and, you know, see what you can do for me? See, you know, what teams are interested, um, and try to, you know, find a team that, you know, I wanted to go to. Um, and the process started off slow. Uh, you know, you can still look at a lot of the USL rosters now and, uh, I mean, the majority of them, you know, aren't even close to being finished. Um, you know, Atlanta, Atlanta United two has only signed four guys, um, so far. And I know another team like Sacramento has 11 guys rostered and, so it's just, you know, the off season can be very, you know, uneasy at times because you're not sure, you know, when you're going to find a team, if you're going to find a team and, um, and then obviously the money gets involved. But, uh, my agent kind of told me, you know, earlier that he thought, you know, obviously that Atlanta United two was going to get a team, um, and that, you know, that would be a great opportunity and that the coaches are Carlos, uh, Bocanegra and the GM had, um, had some interest in me and, got the call about, about three or three weeks ago, um, I believe, and said that they were interested and, um, I was going to get a phone call from, um, Carlos Bocanegra, mm. got on the phone with Carlos and the interview and, you know, the conversation I think went really well and, um, pretty much had a contract in my hand, um, about four or five days later. And I, I mean, I really like, am just so happy and really want to thank my agent and Atlanta United too, obviously, because I don't think I could have fell in a better, in a better spot, um, with such like an unbelievable franchise Atlanta is with their MLS team and the, their fan base and the way the owner is really, you know, taking care of the club, um, Atlanta United too, was just like the most perfect fit for me. Um, so I really could not be happier with, uh, with the decision and all the work that you know my agent put in and I just can't wait to move down there yeah it's been um a very exciting team to watch and now honestly the more guys they keep adding to the senior team the more exciting that two team gets which is perhaps disappointing for some of those guys who thought they had a spot up there um I want to hear shortly like what is an interview like I don't know in this case were you going in looking for anything that um that in this case Bocanegra would say or were you mostly just kind of making sure you could say the right things and be a good fit. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I was saying <laughs> the right things, you know, being myself, but saying the right things and um, pretty much answer any of the questions that he asked me. Um, and, you know, from my point of view, my ultimate goal was to get into an MLS two team. Um, mm. Cause I think these MLS two teams um, definitely have a lot better opportunity from players to move up to the first team into the MLS um, you know, it, it is kind of difficult at times in the USL, if you're not an MLS two team to, to make that jump, um, you don't see that happen very often. Um, like this year, you know, the, um, you know, the, who was it? The offensive player of the year and the defensive player of the year. Um, from what I know, you know, in the USL, the two, the two highest awards, you know, I don't think, I don't think that, um, they signed, you know, MLS contracts, or I'm not mm. even sure if they're in MLS preseasons. They very well could be, but I know, I know at this point that both of them have not signed an MLS contract. And, you know, that's kind of scary. Um, you know, that was kind of scary to me, but then, 
you know, two guys, Mark Pace and James Musa, who left, you know, St. Louis and went to Toronto FC two. And then, um, to Swope park, you know, they both, they both got moved up to the first team last year. So just, you know, having conversations with my agent and kind of, you know, looking at everything that was out in front of me, you know, my ultimate goal this off season was to get in on, a, on an MLS two team. And I'm just happy that it, you know, it all worked out. Crazy good points there, AJ. And, and as a as a guy looking for a job and to move up in the world, that all makes total sense to me. I've always wondered why. I think one of those guys was Dane Kelly, maybe this year. Who's Dane n- Kelly? Yep, for Reno was the offensive, and then um, Ibiaga, I believe is how you pronounce it, was the defender of the year for San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, how many successful seasons has Dane Kelly had? And he's gotten zero looks on the MLS level. And I've always been confused yeah. with why that is. I'm sure there are reasons, but um, you know. It's interesting to see some of these guys that aren't, you know, superstars on teams. They're not stars in USL, but they do a great job, if not, you know, an amazing job sometimes when they get moved up to MLS. You know, guys like Musa, like you said. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it, you know, I think it's what they're, what most of these MLS, you know, two teams are doing now. It's, you know, it's a feeder team. And what Atlanta's came out and said is that they want Atlanta United to, to have, they're going to have about, you know, I think anywhere from 10 to 10 to 12 or 10 to 14 players signed. And then the rest of the players will be Academy players, young Academy players and um, players from the first team that aren't getting quality minutes with the first team will come down and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is how, you know, the USL two teams should be run. Um, it's, you know, it's a feeder team. It's an opportunity for young players to play professional before getting up to the MLS. It, you know, it allows players that aren't getting time with the MLS to come down and get good quality games, good quality minutes. Um, and, you know, for like, you know, my instance, for my circumstances is, you know, for the opportunity to make the jump from, you know, Atlanta United to, to, um, to the first team. Good. And, um, and yeah, so I just think that's kind of, you know, the best avenue um, to make that jump. It sounds great. Uh, tell me a little bit about the team. You, have you been down there for a trial or anything like that? Or you, when do you go down? I have not. Um, I will probably, our preseason starts on the 12th. So I'll probably head down, um, you know, a few days before that drive down there. Um, so far from what I've understood about the team, um, they're still in the early phases. So they've only announced four players so far that have been signed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have announced the head coach who actually um, coached at SIUE for a little bit. His name's uh, Scott Donnelly. Um, and then they just recently, um, hired an assistant coach who's Rob Valentino, um, who I've heard great things about both of them. Um, obviously there's guys from St. Louis that played for, um, played for Scott and, um, you know, and they really liked them. So I'm, you know, they super excited to get to meet them and obviously super excited to get down there and, uh, meet some of my teammates. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you're, you're going to be seeing a lot of superstars up there. Do you know if you're going to be training with the first team two teams do things differently everywhere so do you right. know what the system will be there um you know i'm not sure when i was talking to carlos you know he said that there's you know every opportunity to make that jump and to get into training sessions with the first team um it will probably all you know it'll all come down to you know how i'm performing mm-hmm. um and to go back to your other um question about you know kind of why the mls you know two teams might be a better avenue i think is because you know the coaches and you know carlos Wilkenegra, the gm you know the coaches from the first team 
it's right there in Atlanta for them to come watch our games, to watch our trainings. I'm sure we'll be training either, you know, right before the first team or right after the first team. And it's just, you know, great exposure while, you know, for example, you know, St. Louis um, or, you know, any other team, San Antonio, you know, there's not an MLS team right there directly mm-hmm. with the club to be watching every single day. Um, so, you know, I think that's definitely an advantage for the MLS two teams. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that San Antonio and, you know, I, I like, Coach, obviously, anytime they go play, um, there's going to be professional coaches watching. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. more more often than less. You know, the MLS two teams definitely going to get some better exposure, without a doubt. Um, so you'll be playing in the East again this year. You won't have to switch over to the West with St. Louis. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, what do you see happening in this in this season? Are you um, are you at all worried about? I mean, you don't have a lot of players announced yet to compete with, but I know. You know, Miles Robinson is a guy that was drafted last year and really highly touted and just didn't get many minutes with Charleston. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. you'll be kind of either teamed up with him or facing other guys coming down or young guys coming up. Um, I mm-hmm. imagine the competition will be fierce. So it'd be interesting on that yeah. two side, huh? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but that's, you know, that's what you want. That's what you want right. in our jobs. You want that competition to be there and you want that fire and practice to, you know, be every day um, to go out there because it's only going to make, you know, myself a better player and hopefully the guys around me better players. So, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, the better the competition, you know, the, the more fire that's going to be in practice. And I think everyone's going to have the same goal and that goal is to, to make the jump to the first team. So, <clears throat> Very cool. Well, we wish you all the best in that. Thank you so much for uh, taking my my phone call again today. And uh, yeah, we'll be following you without a doubt. I'll be watching those games and interested in what the team's going to look like anyway. So good luck to you, AJ. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Phil. All right. Take it easy. All right, welcome back to the show. I am hanging out here with Sean Reynolds. We're at Sauce on the Side here in the Grove, um, hanging out in the city, which is really awesome. Uh, Sean, how are you doing today, man? Doing all right. Um, latched on you pretty early because you're all about the food. Yeah. <laughs> you I came will. in asking about waffles and chicken, waffles. Chicken and waffles, yeah, man. Barbecue. I love food. Like, it's a dangerous pastime, you know, because, like, <laughs> I got to stay fit. But, and, like, of course, like, I burn all that food off, but, I mean... It's so hard not to, like, I mean, Sundays is usually, like, my day to just kind of gorge because, you know, we work hard hard Monday through Saturday. It's like Sunday is my day off. It's like, you know what? I just want to smash some food. (laughs) You know, like, chicken and waffles is a favorite. Uh, Barbecue. Any any comfort, like, southern comfort food. Yeah. You know, know, I love cornbread and nice shrimping shrimping grits but it's got to be like good grits you know yeah so stuff like that i latch on to hell yeah well when you're a southern boy you're from fort walton beach florida or that's where you were you born at least for your uh i'll take one yeah. yeah yeah well i wasn't born there i was actually born overseas my mom's in the military oh i didn't know that yeah not a lot of people do so we moved around a little bit thank you excellent moved around a little bit and then when i was five we finally settled in fort walton Gotcha. So, I mean, that's home. Basically. Where were you born then? I was born in England. England, okay. Yeah, so I was born uh, outside of Lake and Heath. Okay. I not, don't know what not even. I was actually born in the 
English hospital that they have there. I wasn't born on base. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Uh, <clears throat> that can be good or bad. I was an Air Force brat. One of us was born on, one of us was born off base, yeah. so. It's, uh, uh, it was cool. I mean, I don't remember, you know, anything yeah. I was like, young, Xavier. so. Yeah, I was, I almost asked the whole, is that where you picked up soccer then? No. Obviously not. <laughs> no, just, I started playing one day, and I was really good baseball player, actually. Yeah. Uh, I could swing a bat, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, I was okay at basketball. I was like, I was like a Rajon Rondo. Defensively good, yeah. read the game pretty well, but I couldn't shoot for shit. Right on. So... <laughs> It's got its uses, but uh, how did soccer catch on for you? Uh, when I was about 13, 12, 13, I went and tried out for like the club te- local club team and uh, played my first travel weekend. And, you know, I actually threw up because like I never played like that before. Oh, from exertion, basically? Yeah. yeah. Uh, played two games in one day. Like I'd never done that before. And, you know, I'm 12. Yeah. But I was like, I liked it, you know, playing that much, uh, not playing like one time here, one time there. Mm. And then I liked the idea of traveling, playing different teams. And nice. to be honest, my team wasn't even good from like the <laughs> age of like thir- U13 to U15. And then around like U16 year, it's like, it's like a switch just flipped. Nice. And With the whole team? The whole team, including myself, my, yeah. I had a big switch flip. So, very cool. So, it, at that point, was it like I want to go pro? Or yeah, when I was 16, I was like, I kind of, I told my mom, I was like, I think I could do this professionally. Yeah. So I thought I was pretty good. I wasn't that great. I wasn't as good as I thought, but I thought I was pretty good. <laughs> I knew I could play in college. Nice. Uh, I had went to a few college combines. The local one, UWF, which is actually in my alma mater. Yeah. Uh, and they're asking me, like, how old are you? It's like 16. They're like, so you're a junior? I said, yeah. So they couldn't even speak to me. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, I had been on the, I was on their radar for two or three years. That's good that you did that. So they came to, uh, head coach came to a game out in Pensacola, which is where the college is. Mm-hmm. We're playing, uh, we were playing a team, and he was scouting me as a center mid because I like that's where I'd played like growing up, and then then uh, but he was also he also knew I could play center back. Yeah, went to college. First couple weeks, I'm playing like in the middle, and then play center back one game. We end up winning. He keeps me back there, and then he tells me like, "You don't run enough to play at center mid." So I was like, oh, "Okay." I don't like running anyway. So. <laughs> I like it so it's stuck and you yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I like it now. Like, I get some thrills from it. Yeah. And hitting people is... You know, <laughs> I never played football. Yeah. I like to hit people sometimes. Well, USL is a good place to do that as a center back for yeah, sure. for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, you went to college, like you said, at uh, Western Florida uh, in Pensacola, but then... I guess while you were there, you were playing for some Division Four teams, PDL teams. Yeah, I played PDL in Baton Rouge. That was a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, How so? <laughs> I lived on a I lived on a single mattress 
on the floor with three other guys in the same room. So two other guys in the same room. So three of us in a master bedroom. Yeah. One bathroom. And then is this like the team supplied it? The, yeah. Yeah. It was like a guy owned like this apartment. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's two other rooms that were being shared by four Brazilians or three Brazilians. Um, the oldest one got the room by himself and the two younger ones lived together. Huh. And they were so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, that house is a mess. That's funny. I mean, we, so we were four, eight and four. So it's not a great season. Yeah. We, <coughs> three of our four games, we won at the end of the year. Okay. If that tells you anything. Yeah. So like, it was a shit show. And then, I took a year off. I wa- I just wanted to go to the beach and watch the World Cup in 2010. Nice. So did that. It's tempting in that area. It's oh, beautiful yeah. down there. So then I went to Thunder Bay in 2011. <laughs> they got won hurt. it this year, right? I think what? they won it this last year. No, they went to the final. They oh, lost. Okay. They lost the. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I went there. Played two games. Oh. Sprained my MCL, so I was done for the summer. Well, finished my senior year, got invited to Orlando City for preseason, which they had just won in 2011. The inaugural year of USL Pro. Yeah, yeah. Was 2011. So, got invited to their pre to preseason for, and I went there for my my spring break, my senior year spring break. So, like, wow, it was a huge deal for me. Yeah, I did okay. I was a little. I was in over my head, but okay. you know, this is like the best team in the USL. Right. But you know, I I held my own. They said they didn't, you know, give me a contract, but they offered, you know, to bring me down for the PDL. They said that might train with the first team, and you know, you'll That's be good. seen by Adrian Heath. So got a little bit of got a little bit of exposure that way. And, Adrian thought I was a decent player, so that was nice. Uh, how did they see you? How did they find you and, and decide they wanted well, you to come out? Uh, UWF plays Rollins, which is right there in yeah. Orlando. Okay. It's a very prestigious school. So they saw me play Rollins, and uh, that's kind of how I got invited down there. Almost lucky. I mean, you're, you're out there being yeah. seen, but that's yeah. great. So, and then... Tampa, the coach at VSI Tampa, I played against him because he was the coach at Ocala. Yeah. During the time. And, you know, we beat them to go. Our, they got beat in the regional semifinals, and then we beat the team that beat them, which allowed us to go to Final Four, and we lost in the semis. But they're a USL team, right? They're, Did you say VSI Tampa? They were. They were. No, I'm saying he was the coach at Ocala. Oh, okay. And then he took the coaching job at VSI Tampa. It. And that's how I ended up there because yeah. he saw me play. Yeah. And the funny, and this is why I, there's this belief that I'm a right back mm-hmm. is because I played right back that summer. Gotcha. And, you know, coach Joe Avalon, who's actually still a good friend of mine, uh, he was a coach of the 23s at the time when I was in Orlando. Uh, he played me at right back and he asked me one day he said are you a right back I said no I'm a center back and he's like that makes a lot of sense <laughs> just I happen to have a little bit more pace than, than the other guys there well then 
other center, some center backs. Gotcha. Are like not um, you know, a normal. Yeah. So it's a little. So it's like they put me at right back, and they thought, oh well, you'll excel here. Mm. Clearly, I didn't. <laughs> so um, I got to. Tampa was a even bigger shit show than the PDL was. And yeah, that I read about. Um, the club didn't quite make it through the season, right? Barely made it through okay. the season. Uh, I didn't get paid my first my rookie year. Uh, not at all? Not at all. Oh. I lived in a house with six people. Two guys per room. It was like being it was like being at a PDL team. Like Sounds like it. It's pretty much how they treated. The guys who were getting paid got paid late all the time mm. we almost uh boycotted yeah. training once but like one of the old a couple few of the older guys were like look it's still our job we're still gonna play like you might as I well i feel train. like you should have boycotted i, I mean it would have been a big deal but <laughs> it wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't have mattered to me any because yeah. i wasn't getting paid but like i just liked playing yeah i i was happy doing what i was I couldn't really say I was a professional. I didn't feel like it. Um, I was actually there with Richard Dixon. Were you really? That's Richard is like my brother. Spencer is a friend of mine who's helped with the podcast. He said you knew him, and I was going to ask you. He's so. like Richard's family. Dude, he's a great dude. Incredibly yeah. good dude. He, uh, my mom calls him her son. <laughs> she's actually seen she's actually seen him play. Okay. But yeah, we were together, and that kind of helped, you know, Good. having Rich there with me, and like we kind of looked after each other. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get paid. Two or three guys on the team didn't, and then, you know, I actually got myself released <laughs> two two weeks, two or three weeks before the season actually ended. Mm-hmm. I got into a fight with the coach. Okay. Uh, it was on the bench as we were playing Orlando City. Oh wow. And it was just like I had had enough. Got treated like shit. Yeah. I didn't even. I played and started 17 games and never made a penny. So it was just kind of like, yeah. what am I doing here? Had enough. I had had enough. And he said something to me, and like I was like, all right, well, you're a grown man. I'm a grown man. Like, let's just settle this like grown men. <laughs> so. I was like ready to. I was ready to go. What did he do? What did he say to that? Uh, He just like he he had said something to me before, and I like I had warned him. I said, "Look, Joe. Like he was the this is the interim head coach now. Oh, okay. Because Matt got fired. I was like, "Look, man, you're the interim head coach. Like I'm not making any money. Like if you say another word to me again, I'll whoop your ass. This is at practice. Yeah. Well, he sent me home." And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, it's not like you're going to find me, you know? Like, what are you going to do? Make me pay money I don't have? Right. So some of the older guys took me aside and, uh, you know, talked to me. But then the Orlando game, I had had enough. Yeah. And they, they grabbed me again. Mm. And, like, they're like, yo, it's not worth it. Yeah. I was like, I'm done anyway. I went home a week. I went home three days later yeah or four days later was that the last game no it was oh, we okay. had four games left oh wow so I uh, <coughs> and then we played that game on a Wednesday night yeah. it, was a, it was a makeup game so I left on I didn't go to practice uh, 
Thursday, Friday, and then they had a game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think I went home on Saturday. Okay. I drove back, and I just, like, I hung up the boots. Yeah. I was done. I was like, that was it. I, I said, if this is what the USL has to offer, then, like, I don't want to be a part of it. And you had guys on that team who are making, like, 7500 a month. 7500 a month. Like, you're telling me you can take a small pay cut right. to pay me at least a grand. Right. You know, that would have that would have helped me pay for my car. I know. And my my school. You know, like uh, nothing. Nothing. So went home. This is twenty thirteen for listeners, uh, to kind of gauge where the US used the USL used to oh, be. Oh I mean the USL used to be uh, <sighs> like kids these like guys who rookies who come in the team they're all pampered, coming yeah. out of college, you know. They're like, oh, yeah, you know. They think they've made it. Nah, you ain't seen shit. Right. Until you play on Friday night, travel Friday night, and then play Saturday night. Right. And this is on a bus. Not a sleeper bus, a coach. It's dumb. And then you, like, you're, you're talking not even 24 hours yeah. of rest. That's why, back, that's why the USL had five subs. That's also why... USL rosters used to be so big because you had to carry. Oh, that makes sense. That's crazy. So, USL has come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand end of two thousand thirteen. I was done. And I mean, you took time off, right? I did. I went all of soccer. Yeah, I went home. I got a job at Home Depot. I was making good. I was making good money too. Right. I liked. You know, I liked the the money aspect of it. Sure. The job wasn't the greatest, but. It's a job. Well, then I got asked if I wanted to coach soccer around September. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to be involved with it. Like, I just, it left such a sour taste in my mouth. But eventually I got talked into it. October rolls around. I'm at tryouts looking at kids. And I'm like, man, the standards actually gotten a little bit better, you know, like high school standard. But more kids are playing club ball nowadays. So get a team. And I have this absolute team of misfits. Mm. There's maybe two or three athletic kids. Not like, you know, not, you know, they weren't like slow or anything like that. But I had two or three who were actually athletic. Yeah. Could actually run fast, strong. Ever The rest were kind of, you know, like, you're a little unsure. Mm-hmm. But uh, learning from, I took a lot from Adrian Heath when... I took over this, like, my ideas of how football should be played and things like that. I don't think we ever did any drills. We did did maybe uh, out of the whole year, so from October to late January is when the soccer season in Florida runs. We did, like, three or four drills. Most of the time, we played half field, 10 v 10. I was like, look, the only way you guys are going to learn and get better is by playing. playing. So we played every day. Wow. And these kids got better. And was it a lot of you know mentality kind of talk? How was that like Heath? Just you know Heath like he play, they played good football. Okay. Like watching Orlando, they played good football. Yeah. And you know uh, they were very successful in 2011 and 2012, mm-hmm. especially 2012. They got knocked out by Wilmington. Yeah. But I mean they played good football compared to the rest of the, the team. And I remembered mm-hmm. you know. From my two weeks at uh, my two weeks there, or ten days of preseason in 2012, 
I remembered, I took, I was like a sponge. I listened to everything. I took everything on board to what he was saying and talking about, you know, getting in gaps and holes and things like that. And I learned, I learned a little bit from Matt Weston at BSI before I left. And um, I guess that's, that helped me a lot towards coaching. So we lost five games that entire year. And like, I'm talking like, I hate talking about my boys like this, but they were some absolute misfits. <laughs> we had some kids, I was like, how, why did I even pick you? But they did well, and we lost five games all year. Uh, that's impressive. That's awesome. And in, in, in Florida, you have a... It's Bad News Bears right there, man. It is Bad News Bears. <laughs> I had my Kelly Leak and uh, whatever the chick's name was. Yeah. But, uh, that's great. We, um, there's a mercy rule in Florida. If they're winning eight by eight goals, you have to stop the game. It doesn't matter if it's in the first half. Wow. So, and most of the games that we won was us mercying teams or coming close. Wow. So I was, you know, that was the first year. And uh, unfortunately, I had to leave early because uh, <laughs> I went to Iceland. Yeah. And how that all came about was... I'm going to shout him out. Joe Funicello uh-huh. is my main man. You know, like, Who's that? He is the founder and president of Soccer Visa. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Soccer Visa is a kind of like a – it started out as like a combine. Okay. And now it's become like an actual brand. Like he has kids playing in – like it's a club team now. It's called Soccer Visa. Mm-hmm. Joe played in Iceland for a long time. Played in Finland, Norway, and he had a he would have had a better career. If, you know, we've had him and I have had our talks. He would have had a better career if he had his head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe had a lot of faith in me. The first time he saw me play, he said, "I could just tell you're a baller. Like, yeah. There's something about you." So Joe calls me up halfway through. Uh, the high school season and says yo man I need you to come back to the combine and I said mm-hmm. yo I'm done like I was like I'm happy like I'm making money uh, I get I'm coaching like wow. I love I love these kids that I'm coaching yeah. you know like, I was I was happy I was in I was in a good place I got my first dog you know, I was in a serious relationship at the time and everything was like going forward like right. on track so I was happy well in soccer at that point had all been bad and, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like you got things good exactly before. so now I'm on track with my life and, well Joe it took him two weeks to convince me to come down to this trial <clears throat> tells me that a coach from Iceland remembered me from last year and I was like whatever from USL I was like no from <laughs> the first time I went to the combat. oh the first combat okay yeah. so I was like whatever I went I hadn't touched the ball. I had played with the kids at high school, but I hadn't trained. Yeah. I hadn't run. I hadn't done anything. Huh. I get there, and it was like, for some reason, the times I've taken time off, between 2005 and 2006, I took some time off. Between 2010 and 2011, mm-hmm. or 2009 and 2010, that summer of 2010, I took time off. Yeah. And then... At that time, I took time off. Every time I've done that, something has happened with me where it's just like I come back a little bit better. I don't know if it's just coincidence or like I feel just like a relief of 
like less stress or whatever. But yeah. I went to that combine and I played better than I'd ever played in my entire life. Crazy. So I got an invite to go to Iceland. December 9th, I flew out. I was there for a week, trained four or five times, played in a game. Uh, was it cold? It was, man. It December, was, you got there. No sun. No oh, right, right. So, like, I was in a whole other realm, and, you know, like, they signed me for a year. Cool. I left January 11th, 2014. Oh, so you were there for a little over I a year. I was there for a I was there for a while. Yeah. So it was a it was an interesting time in my life. Uh, it took a lot to get to get used to. Like there was a serious adjustment in my life that had to be done. I adjusted enough to get by, mm. which I wish I would have just embraced it all. I think if I would have embraced it all, I would. I don't think I'd be here right now. I'd still be playing in Iceland, and maybe you know. Norway or Sweden if I could but I looking back I really liked it a lot and uh Tala Ishinshku Oganshku uh what is that? So I said uh, I speak Icelandic and English and I asked you what's your name is Oh wow so I picked up the language I can You did I did wow I can read it. It's hard to speak, right? Yes. Correctly, at least. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can say just about, I can understand things. Good for I catch you, certain man. words. Yeah. So. Uh, Especially there, because everyone can speak everyone English. Everyone speaks it, but everyone speaks English as well. Yeah. So. Wow. Um, That's cool you learned it. Tell me more about it, though. I mean, people are going to want to know what that was like. It was, it was crazy. Like, a lot of the guys on my team were, se- were actually seasoned veterans it wasn't like the usl where you have guys who are like 28 like me like sure. played three or four four or five years and all of a sudden they're veterans yeah. you know, some of these guys played in the national team some of these guys played in england some of these guys played in like big time norway and swedish teams so it was different in that sense i played with some really good players yeah my roommate was a united uh, academy player and i mean all the way up until he was 21 mm. and Sir, he told me Sir Alex had to make a choice between him and another player yeah. and that player happened to be Tom Cleverly <laughs> so it was uh, rough. No, I, he was, rough yeah it's tough but <laughs> he was he's probably one of the best center mids and you know you look at him you're like there's no way he plays football you know, he's a little, he looks funny. like he's a little overweight but he's <laughs> he can run for days and great mo- footballing mind and I learned a lot from him. Nice. So, did you grow a lot as a player that year? Or? I did. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself, and I learned a lot about football. But being around some of those guys, and then, yeah, I really had to grow up. Yeah. Balls over there, being by myself. And, yeah. You know. To me, that would be the hardest part. I mean, it's got to be so lonely over there. Yeah, and it's it's a very it's a very uh, withheld country. Like people keep to themselves. Yeah. I had the younger guys would invite me over. They asked me a lot of questions. Yeah. You know, they what's America? Bring like? the American over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the America? What's America like? What's, what's life in America? You know, what's this? What's that? And it was it was kind of cool. Yeah. You know that they accept like brought me in and accepted me into like you know, their friends and. What'd you guys do for fun when you hung out? 
we'll see. The games are on Sundays and Mondays, so you can't go out on Saturdays. But, like, we'd go over there. We'd watch Champions League games. Uh, they have this thing of – they have this weird – Obsession with Domino's Pizza. Yeah? Yeah. What? I, I don't know. <laughs> Domino's Pizza. But it's over there. It's there. And they like it. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> it's, uh, I ate a lot of Domino's. All right. Nice At least you had that. That's homely. It's a lot like here. And they had this place called Serrano, which is like a, it's like a poor, poor version of Chipotle. Okay. Very poor version. Yeah. Um, and then, I've had Mexican food in Hungary. It wasn't too good. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, but I mean, you know, I, I had to deal with it. But they had some really good fish places, nice. of course. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of like nice dinner places, and but my two two of my favorite places, uh, one was called Safran. Okay. And it's like healthy. It's real healthy, but it's mm. so good. Uh, it's a good combo, a yeah, rare combo. Yeah. And then. There's a pizza place there, and it's like brick fire pizza. Nice. It's amazing. I would go there like every now and then. Uh, I had whale burger. Did you really? I had whale burger. Holy I tried. Cow. tried what was that like? Very chewy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I had horse. Okay. Horse. I would try horse. Um, was it better? Honestly, it's, you know, it's not that. It's. I feel bad saying that, you know, like I have an, I have a soft spot for animals. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, so like, I feel guilty about it. So <laughs> it's it's not really that good, but it's not bad. You know? Okay. Uh, had tons of lamb. They ate a lot of lamb there. So yeah. Lamb was good. They they have some interesting dishes. Yeah, but do you have any what, like pickled herring is kind of big there, right? I don't have any herring, but they have like. Oh, this traditional Viking dish. Uh-huh. I didn't even go anywhere near it. As soon as I saw it, it was on the plate, I was like, nah, fam, no. that ain't for me. Do you know what it was? Oh, yeah. But we won't. We'll go into it? It's like goat fat, uh, <laughs> uh, ram's dick. Oh, okay. Yeah, sheep's, sheep's head. Like an actual like, sheep oh skull. Gosh. Like, I mean... <laughs> So that's funny. Yeah, it was. It was I, I saw one of those <coughs> plates set out, and I was like, "Nah, no, I can't. I'll pass." Yeah. So right on. Well, anyway, you fast forward to yeah, back to the U.S. Yeah, I got hurt in 2014, uh, very end of the towards kind of like the point I was starting to come out of like my shell. Yeah. Next thing you know, I get hurt. I can't even walk. Like I'm. Going, I'm miserable, like, I'm trying to run, but my ankle is just so bad. Yeah. It hurts so bad. Uh, Did you sprain it? It wasn't quite... I had two torn ligaments. Oh, gosh. And I had a torn, or, a, you know, a torn tendon. By tears, I mean, like, you know, like, sprains, but they're okay. bad sprains. Yeah. And then the tendon was pretty bad, like, so I do that. There for another month and a half, and I was like, "Look, I need to go home. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not doing anything here. And I wasn't really getting rehab while I was there. Like, didn't have like that's what it sounded like when you were talking about like running on it, trying to run on it, walk uh, on it. So I come back, go back to coaching the high school kids, and we have an even better year this year. Nice. I have a 
almost the same group. I got some new ones. We only lose three games all year. Wow. I'm thinking, I think I should coach. Like, yeah. So maybe in my near future. But anyway, James calls me at Louisville City. So he tells me he's taking over there and asked me to come up for an invite tri- for the trial, first trial. And I told him about my ankle and he said, well, do rehab and then get it taped when I'm up there. So, I mean, I worked my ass off because yeah. it was November when that trial was. So, I, I mean, I worked my ass off to get back for to get my ankle ready. Wow. Go up there, do well. They offered me a contract for a year and an option, typical standard USL contract. Uh, right before the season starts. Like, I'm doing okay. Right before season starts, I roll my other ankle. Like, real, real bad. Not as bad as the one I did in uh, Iceland, but... It, it took me some time to get over it. Yeah. Uh, wasn't exactly, you know, the signing of the year. Yeah. It was just... You're just one of the guys. I'm just one of the guys. And then towards the end, I kind of started finding myself again. I started getting back into the Sean I was right before I got injured in Iceland. So it felt like I felt good, you know, like proud of myself and starting to play more games and then I ended up starting both playoff games. Nice. We lost to Rochester, who then went on to win it. To win it, yeah. Resign, or they pick up my option. I play almost every game in 2016. Right. So, uh, then lost to Red Bulls, who then eventually went on to win it. Yeah. And of course, I I got uh, sent off in the Red Bulls game. I served a three-game suspension. And then this year was kind of, you know, a difficult year for me. So it was the, uh, or last year, but it's, uh, you know, I'm trying to put it behind me. I'm happy we won. You know, yeah. I, I, can, I get to say that I'm part of the championship team. There's, you know, things that people don't know and that they may never know unless they get close to me. But, you know, there's, I feel a certain way about it last year the guys on that team and some of it's good some of it's bad uh, I'm thankful you know to have played under James there's a lot that there's a lot of him that rubbed off on me and a lot of it is uh, a lot of it I'd love to bring here to St. Louis in, in terms of like what made us successful and uh, you know being a part of the St. Louis community which yeah. is something that James preached a lot about uh I have four or five families back in Louisville who I talk to at least once a week. Nice. That's big. It's huge. So uh, I made a lot of friends there outside of soccer. Uh, They'd always ask me for tickets to games (laughs) if I had any extras. Uh, Yeah, I, you know, I want to bring all of that with me to here. Yeah. I want to put, you know, those, I I had three great years at Louisville. Good and bad, but yeah, that's that's wherever you go. You know, I had just like when I was at Iceland, when I was in Iceland, when I was in Tampa, I had good and bad, yeah. but more bad than good sometimes. But you know, it's I'm looking forward to a new a new thing, new start, new, new start, fresh start. You know, <laughs> like I'm very interested with working with Ant. 
you know, I knew him when he was at Orlando. So, right. Uh, it's, you know, this is, it's good for me. You know, like, my family's here. A family that, aside of my family, I don't really know too well. Yeah. So, they've been helping me out a lot. I meant to ask you, have you been hanging out with them a little bit? Yeah, I try and hang out with them, like, uh, once or twice a week. I go over there. They live five minutes from me. Nice. So they live on uh, Dutchtown. Perfect. And, uh, so I try and go up there at least once a week yeah. if I don't see them. Uh, so I'm excited. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited. I, the one thing about St. Louis I already love is the food. Yeah. So. Kim Leray, that's one of the best things about St. Louis, I'd say. I mean, yeah. I mean, food is pretty solid. Yeah, Louisville is, you know, I, I have a very strong relationship with Louisville because of food. <laughs> so food is the way to my heart. And nice. St. Louis is doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, tell me, what have you hit so far in St. Louis? Well, I haven't, I like to cook. And, nice. you know, like I'm trying to save my money right now good. until the season starts, but I went to the Shaved Duck. Oh yeah, I saw that. And that place is amazing. It's good, yeah. Uh, Grace Meat. Uh-huh. Which used to be Sweetie Pies. That's what I heard. Someone yeah, yeah. told me that. Um, that, pla- that place is really good. Um, and then here. Uh, right. Sauce on the side. Sauce on the side's good. It's pretty good. Went to Shake Shack, but I mean, Shake Shack, it's not really a... Uh, it's not really a you know, St. Louis thing, but I mean, I love Shake Shack. Yeah, yeah. So There's a place called Bailey's Rage. It's similar, but it is a St. Louis one. Um, I've been to Mission Taco. I didn't think it was that great. I was disappointed, actually. But it's because, you know, it's competing with Taco Luchador and, and Louisville. So. Uh, well, that's probably more legit, like, Mexican tacos, right? Uh, not really. Because Mission's not, really. It's yeah. kind of just like... No, uh, Taco Luchador is kind of the same as Mission. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't know. I just... There's something about Taco Luchador that... So that's something we should all try in uh, Louisville. When if we go, I can I can give you five. I can give you five restaurants. Let's name them off, man. Let's do it. All right, we'll we'll start from top. I'm to gonna bottom. write this down later. We're so gonna I start can... from top to bottom of going from favorite to least favorite favorite. Uh-huh. So uh, number one is Hammerheads. Okay. It's in a basement, like it's in an actual basement. <coughs> uh, it only seats like thirty people mm-hmm. at most. So if you if you get there at the wrong time, you're waiting 45 to an hour. <laughs> it's it's amazing. The food tastes great. They have this sweet potato mm-hmm. waffle, chicken and waffle. Nice. It's amazing. That sounds uh, good. And that's southern cooking, basically. Oh yeah, southern right. cooking. You guys don't have apparently you guys don't have them, but uh, truffle fries. You know what? They're around, but no one's known for it per se. Okay. But they're definitely here. Right, we well, got to look into that for you. Yeah. Truffle fries. They're, Tag them on on Twitter, everybody. Addicting. Yeah, addicting. I agree with you. So that's that's what I love at Hammerheads. Number two is probably uh, Joella's. Okay. Joella's kind of took Takaluchador's spot, uh-huh. unfortunately. Or not Joella's. Sorry. Um, Royals hot okay. hot chicken. Amazing. I just had my first hot chicken in Nashville last year, so I liked it, but I don't know what's good. Oh, man. I mean, Royals, I could eat two chicken sandwiches. 
<laughs> so you get two chicken sandwiches, medium, uh-huh. with some barbecue sauce on the side. Put that on the bun. It's set. Nice. So that's two. Three is uh, taco luchador. Mm-hmm. Four is muscle and burger bar. Okay. And that place has some good burgers. The BBB is my favorite. It's the breakfast, uh, bacon breakfast burger. Okay. It's got egg bacon and burger. Egg bacon and then this uh, maple syrup aioli. Oh, uh, so good. And then five, five is a little tricky because I mentioned Joella's, which is really good. But then, like, there's like one or two other places that are like, well, can I say these or can I not? <laughs> but one place I went for brunch at one point was called Holy Grail okay. or Grail House. And I had this duck, uh, duck hash. Yeah. With, uh, what was it? There's some sort of duck, what is it called? Duck ha- gravy is what it was. Nice. And it was one of the richest things. Yeah. But it tasted amazing. So, and Grail House and House of Grail are like, they're back to back. Okay. So you can go to either one, but I would say those are. It's a good list. Easily top five. That gets us started for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely more, but those were top five. Easily. I'm hoping, I imagine we'll get a central conference next year. So I imagine we'll be going down a little. I bit. hope not. Honestly. You'd rather it not I'd be that way? Not. Oh, I'm I'm, I want to hear why, actually, because I'm all for it so far. But I need some I know. Negatives. I understand it's like this. And I saw a lot of outcry. On yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I can understand. I understand perfectly. That's about as angry as St. Louis gets. St. Louis fans get, I would say. That was – Other than not making you – know, You've been stable in the league. Never had really any problems. But you've gone east-west, east-west. Yeah. You know, it's, that's, that's difficult. You're planning, trying to plan trips for next year. Well, now you're in another conference. Right. And now the Western Conference, there's no, not really any within drive. I saw it. There's not really within driving. Right. You have Tulsa. You have Oklahoma. I know those aren't. It's not exactly the best places to go. Mm-hmm. Kansas City. Kansas City is not too far, but I'm sure everybody here in St. Louis has been to Kansas City. Yeah, but I mean, it's easy. It's a good trip. It's, for a, it's sure. a, it can be a good trip. Yeah. You know. If you, if, you make the most of it. It's good food there for you. It's good food. <laughs> now, and like I said, I completely understand the outcry. Where I'm different is I've always played in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I've never got to go. I've never been out west. Yeah. You know, I'm excited. Like it sucks for the fans. Completely understand that. Now, if you look at. And I, I hate comparing. I already told you, apples and oranges. Yeah. I don't like comparing things. But when I've played here, the fan base has been pretty good. Yeah. St. Louisans are they're pretty good. Mm. What's the highest average? What's the highest attendance? Yeah. I mean, I think we average a little over 5,000 every year. Yeah. You know what? We average at Louisville? Was it? Last year was high. It was like yeah. 10? It's like. 9,000. 9,000? 8, 8 9,000. Okay. We averaged. Yeah. Our, our high was the championship game, of course. And then our, our second highest was the game against Cincy. Right. That we uh, had had a lot of fun with them. <laughs> with the I streamers? Es- I especially so? had some fun with them. Did you? What did you do? I didn't hear about oh, this. I, I, I'm the one who scored the fifth goal. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've seen the no, gift. No, I know what game you're talking about now. I'm yeah. sure you've seen the gift. <laughs> so... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we had 11,000 that game. Yeah. So, or almost 11,000. So it's like... So all you got to do there, all they got to do there is get a real field. Then it's going to be legit. So... It'll be good there with the real from, field. From what I've heard, the biggest issue is, and this is coming from my family. Yeah. There's not a lot of people towards this, toward this way. Yeah. That I know about, you know, St. Louis FC. It's true. And I feel like that can change... That could easily change, yep. but you have to be willing. You have to be willing to make a change. You know, like I'm more than willing to go out out on this side of the area and be like, "Hey, I want to invite you to come out here." Yeah, it sucks that the field's out in Fenton. Now, here's my other thing: How many kids are involved with uh, Scott Gallagher? Tons, tons. See, everybody, tons. Keep, everybody keeps saying that. Tons, tons, tons. Why aren't every single one of those kids coming to every game? Yeah, I think part of it is time, you know. Uh, but I, I would, I would honestly, this is uh, this is a little negative too. I'm a little worried that that's a bulk. Like that's why we have decent attendance. Like if we didn't have the kids, it'd be worse. You know what I mean? Because people, that's the downside to. Let's say they move the stadium someday. Everyone says maybe it should be downtown. If that happened, how many of those kids and parents do we try. lose? But how many? But it could blow up the other way how too. Many, how many do you gain towards the downtown? Oh, I know. Now, I mean, trust me, I'm in the city. I'm I'm for the downtown crowd, but I do yeah. worry. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, is like, you know, it's it's not in a bad location. Like no, forty four is. It's, it's I right can understand two seventy is kind of a kind yeah. of a bitch to drive sometimes. I guess I'm just trying to figure out like. You guys average five thousand. It's like I think it could be so much more, especially if you've got thousands of kids in Scott Gallagher. If you figure, if there's five thousand kids in Scott Gallagher, I don't know if there's that many. Well, I'm just but, saying. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. But I'm saying if there is five thousand, I'd say three thousand of those kids have both parents. Yeah. So there's three, right? I know. Like, three times whatever. Right. You know what I mean? It's like. It's, and I'm not trying – I don't want to piss anybody off. I'm not trying to – No, no you're preaching to the choir, honestly, and I think especially the Luligans feel that way. I mean, you go to a game, the atmosphere is great, and it can be so much better, just like you it, said. All I'm saying is – I've I said this a million times. Better. And, like, it's it, – but it's not on – it's – you know who it's on ultimately on? It's on the club. It's on the players. It's on the Luligans. It's on yeah. anybody who is a – Anybody who's an ambassador of St. Louis FC, it's, oh, yeah. it's part of it's. You know, it's it should be your job to encourage. I know, agree, and we should see ourselves as ambassadors. Every every part of those groups. For every every, you know, like. Yeah. Every time I go out. Every time I go to a restaurant, when I walk my dog in the park, yeah. You know, anytime, I'm out somewhere. I'm an uh, ambassador of St. Louis FC. It's awesome. They might not know it. They might not know who I am, but, you know, if something were to happen, yeah. somebody looks up my name, they look me up on Google or something, uh, St. Louis FC. It's like, oh, well, that kid's an asshole. <laughs> so it's like, you can't you can't be like that. Yeah. And, you know, I like, agree. It's That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be, I want to help build St. Louis to be even greater it's got a lot it has so much potential I agree with you I think uh, you know I, I'm on Twitter I'm pretty I'm pretty heavy on Twitter yeah so like I see the 
Coopers and St. the Luligans go at it, you know, yeah. on those on the rivalry weeks and it's great. It's it's a lot of it's it's all funny games, you know, like yeah. it's not like it's not like Cincy and Mobile. Well, well, the best thing is the tailgate where everyone's best friends the second yeah, exactly, you show up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like I said, it's not like Cincy where it's an absolute like murder fest. Like yeah. they actually hate each other. Yeah. So it's, I just, you know, I, I will say that St. Louis has a lot of potential. It has more potential than what it's been given credit. And like now my family, who's never even been to a game, wow. now they're going to come. Then they're going to tell their friends because... We're gonna, I, I, I haven't, I've had nothing but like good feelings since signing my con- since Anthony's gotten in contact with me nice. since I signed my contract. Like yeah. I have a very good feeling about this year with St. Louis, and I'm looking forward to being here. Like I said, I want to help build onto what St. Louis. I think it's it's starting. Yeah. I don't I don't want to say like build on what what it has been, but I think it started something. But now it has even potential to take it further. I'm with you, and I agree with you. Let's before we go, I do want to talk a little bit about what you see happening this year with the team. You know, I'm kind of curious with your experience with and you know with Poulos, uh, what it's been like so far, and what you think the team might look like this year. Well, I mean, honestly, I haven't. I've been around a few guys. There's four or five of us. We've trained together and we've played with some of the guys who were on the team last year, or just from the St. Louis area. Yeah. Uh, I've known Corey for a long time. Okay. I mean, not know, known him, but, like, we've played against each other for a long time. Right. Uh, butt heads before, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah, before, <laughs> and I'm a center back. Right. He, uh, he's, I'm, I'm really excited to see Corey, like, play with Corey. He's yeah. got a lot of talent. You know, he's... He's an experienced player. Yep. He's been in the league for a long time. Uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm excited to see Kadeem again. Uh-huh. It's my boy. You know, yeah. I was with him for two years at Louisville. He's a he's an exciting player. Yeah. He uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder, I bet. He's got a huge chip. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, we both do. Yeah. So we both have something to prove. As much as I feel like I don't have anything to prove, I, I'm always going to feel like I have to prove myself. Yeah. But yeah, Kadeem for sure is like, he's ready to go. I've talked to him multiple times and nice. he, he can't wait. Um, really really looking forward to playing with Wallfall. Yeah. Every time I've played against him, I've always thought like, wow, this dude is <laughs> unreal. Uh, what what are his strong suits? Because I haven't watched him I play mean, specifically. Technically, he's gifted okay he's very he reads the game very well sits in front of the back line very well nice uh good distributor of the ball he can score goals which is crazy he's played he played you can tell he's played indoor and like he's very good with his feet uh tony walls saying i think that could be a very deadly combination in field you know tony won in 2015 with rochester he's a he's a very good player in my mind um I know. I know. Everybody here is a big fan of Sam Fink. Yeah. You know, Sam. He's from St. Louis. So right. I've heard good things about him through Rich. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in playing alongside him. You know, getting to know him. Definitely. Uh, you know, I've known Valeski. I've played against Valeski the past two years. So, That's right. Uh, you know, he's <laughs> very, very physical. Yeah. You know, I actually got him sent off last year. So. 
And that was that the game he got the red? Yeah. Was that up against you yeah. that that happened? Yes. So you got the cleat to the face or yeah. shoulder? Yeah, Maybe? Yeah, All right. Uh, That's actually so good to hear you say you know, that. You know, it's funny. I was defending him for a long time, and they're oh, like, yeah. no, it was a straight red. But I mean, it was, it was, you know, just you can't put your foot that right. high. Right, it was high. It was in your face-ish. What, you know, what, what, I'm, what I'm most proud about is, you know, yeah, we're good. We, we faked that. Like, we, we did such a good job selling that myself and then the guys who came around me that the great Howard Webb. Oh no! It was in charge of that game in terms of. Oh no! The great Howard. St. Way. Louis is gonna freak out hearing this. Oh dude. my god! I love it. Gillespie won't hear this, but if oh, you know, no, we've already talked about it. He'd be so like so vindicated. We've already talked about oh, it. Oh my gosh! Like, the guys were on the team last year, like uh, Mark Marco, even yeah, uh, and then some of the other guys were like, yo. So did he actually? I was like, no. But that's experience, though. Like, you can't, it is. It's an experience move. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Because we're losing. It's we're true. losing 1-0. Yeah. Right at the start of the second half that that happened. That. And then we won. Turned the game. Oh. That turned the game right there. Yeah. I mean, we got ripped at halftime anyway. So yeah, I bet. We were, we were coming. I was a little shocked it was going so well in the first half. It was good. Whoa. Yeah. For us. We... We got, we got our shit like wrong out. So I mean, we were James coming. gets passionate. Oh yeah, very passionate. <laughs> He's old school Irish, you know. So, nice. but um, he uh, we were coming that second half regardless. Okay. I mean, uh, you guys were winning one zero. I can't say if Valeski stays on, like you guys still win or anything, but Who I can tell you now that whether he got sent off or not, we were coming. Well, we had a bad run with the last few minutes of every game. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I heard. Yeah, yeah. That's, hopefully we can fix that yeah, this I'm, year. I'm That'd looking, be a good one to fix. Yeah, I'm looking forward to working with Anthony, though. Yeah. Uh, he's somebody who I've always had a lot of respect for in terms of coaching and the game. And you know, Every time we've played Orlando, he's, he's, never, been, he's never been a dick. Yeah. Not, not like some other coaches have been before. Like, you get a coach every now and then who's just an absolute dickhead. Mm-hmm. He's never been like that. It's always nice to play for a coach who's like that. Very much so. So, Cool, man. Well, thanks for talking to me today. Thanks for meeting me at a place where I actually really enjoy the food. Yeah. This is awesome. You, you, I know you mentioned, like, a few places, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Like, I really want to try this place out. I don't know if he's been there, but. Oh, you picked a good one. And I trust your judgment at this point. So. I mean, hey, if I, if I can pick a place like this. Yeah. And I won't let you go wrong either. So I would have told you if it was bad. Yeah, of course. All right, man. Well, we'll sign off and we'll talk soon. And good luck this season. Looking forward to seeing you. Appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, BGN.FM, and STLSoccerReport.com. If you have any questions you'd like read on air, please send them to STLSoccerReport at gmail.com.